Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch again. And in Don't Look at the Arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and the permanently baffled <laughs> Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in, again, this is the second time we're recording this, everybody. Only <laughs> let's, remind, <laughs> let's remind ourselves of what happened last mm. week with Lucy's Weekend Ambridge. <gasps> we woke up with Sol, which was a surprise for all of us, <laughs> especially as the last Sol we'd had on the Arches was Ruth's dead dad. But there we are. He sounded not only alive, but young and quite nice. So Lily <laughs> was lolling with Soling from the office, which I presume means Truss is on his way out. This will no doubt prompt him to sound even more reedy and hurt than normal, but bravo to the scriptwriters, as I was fully expecting Rex to step straight into Truss's somewhat sweaty Birkenstocks, but no, Solly the kitchen specialist leapt in there first. If Solly specialises in kitchen appliances, I am hoping this makes him a fridge magnet. Meanwhile, as Lily sprinted back to Lower Loxley, loudly doing up her zip and trying to scrub the smell of Ted Baker men <laughs> off her neck, Fritz and Elizabeth were tucked up in bed. And Vince was saying it was a bit wet, but a crowd pleaser, and they'd been groaning all night. Honestly, they do this on purpose. Vince and Elizabeth had chosen to enjoy a staycation, as they realise they're not allowed to leave the county because they're all riddled with coronavirus, as none of them take any precautions, and the only person that's had a jab is Leonard, and he doesn't live there. And also, the only place you can go to in Borsetshire is Lower Loxley. There is literally nothing else. There's that daft steam railway that only gets remembered when someone needs to take their very small children somewhere picturesque that sounds a bit twee. And someone mentioned a soft play centre, I think, but I can't see Vince bobbing about in a sea of infant wee and rubber balls. So it has to be Lolo. And it also gave Elizabeth a chance to experience the shite she charges through the nose for. <laughs> Vince obviously felt a bit overwhelmed at finding himself on the set of To the Manor Born, so to impress Elizabeth, he mounted a horse and crushed his Cranford crystals. Then he decided to make his signature dish, which was black pudding, two eggs and a side of bacon. Elizabeth ate it enthusiastically and promptly went into a meat coma from which she had to be rescued by someone flapping a Lolo Rosso under her nose. <laughs> Meanwhile, down by the pigs in the magic forest, in light of the current situation in which Rex appears to be the focal point of the entire village, Lily decided to confide in him about having it away with Sol. <laughs> Rex kept calling him Sol and insisting <laughs> that Lily really liked Sol, which made him sound a bit like James Brown. But she said she wasn't going to get on up on Sol anymore and was going to tell Truss all. Truss had other problems. He'd been blocked for ages. However, Freddy appeared with a plunger, unblocked him and sadly released a torrent of shite. So much so that Vince Elizabeth had to coyly take up residence in the bridal suite, where they were joined by Mince's mum, who appeared between them in the full poster in the early hours. 
<laughs> Security is clearly a bit lax at Lower Loxley. How did she even get in? People kept squeaking, these are private offices, after she just breezed in and read all their correspondence. But no one seemed to find it remotely surprising that she'd popped into someone's bedroom, least of all Vince and Elizabeth. After she'd commented on the brevity of Mince's towel, like a flannel covering a sand dune, I suspect, she then went off pottering around the grounds, trying to get the dirt on Lizzie, the lady of Lolo. She met Rex, who sounded completely mad and shouted, <laughs> I keep pigs in the woods, and wasn't convinced for a second that Freddie had the slightest idea what he was doing with his My Little Plumber's kit. <laughs> Iris, mother of Mince, sounded surprisingly youthful, considering I thought Mince was probably late 50s, and she sounded, well, late 50s, really. However, I did note that she gave us a, right you are, which means she is going to stick around. That is scriptwriter code for we like this person and she speaks our language. This <laughs> means we can look forward to her having an affair with Toby, ousting Joy from the Fate <laughs> Committee and burning down the dairy. Rather oddly, after listening to Elizabeth sing Mince's praises for 20 minutes, Iris told Elizabeth not to write him off, which suggests either she wasn't listening at all or thinks Mince deserving of even more praise, which I think unrealistic. How much praise does a reasonably successful portly abattoir owner need? I think he should count himself pretty lucky he bagged himself the owner of a mythically expanding stately home, even if she is a bit slightly unhinged. And finally, to end our little surrealist sojourn into the world of Lower Loxley, the business that functions with no apparent means of producing money, the hog was roasting merrily. They're reared in the woodland, said Elizabeth brightly. Reared my ass. Oh, they've only been in the woodland for a fortnight. You didn't even know you had woodland in June. Basically, they only just got over their car sickness before you killed one of them and stuck a stick up its bum. Unless that, of course, is what she means by reared. Anyway, poor Piggy was rotating away madly. Body and soul turned up, which was a bit awkward, but Lily did the most offhand, yeah, let's just not talk about this again, yeah, by paying for his car parking which is the equivalent of saying, I really don't want to see you again, but could I walk your dog sometime? And Russ <laughs> unveiled his painting of her, which is a portrait of Lily in a St. Trinian's uniform with one <laughs> finger stuck in her cheek. Then he ruined it by saying, I love you right back. So now I have stopped feeling sorry for him. Vince hired a Rolls Royce to drive Lizzie the 150 yards to the cinema in her back garden. And she said, oh, I can smell hot pork. And he said, yes, I'm sorry, these trousers are leather. I thought I'd make an effort. Oh. And then Richard Curtis apparently took over the script. It started <laughs> snowing. Emma Thompson stood looking wistful but steely at a window. Rowan Atkinson pulled some funny faces. And all the Americans bought tickets to Lower Loxley at once, <laughs> thus solving Britain's tourism crisis in one fell swoop. Mission accomplished. The end. <laughs> oh, woohoo! Oh, applause! Applause from Cooper. Well, well done, Lucy, because that was the second time you had to do that. <laughs> but it was still well done, really you funny. For continuing to laugh. No, the good thing me. is, even though I've heard it before, I, there are two, you're times. so good. At, you're so full of the jokes that the jokes I didn't hear than the first time, I heard the second time, which was really funny. That is a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> Thank you. But um, as we were said before, um, we um, <laughs> we we I thought this movie that they did this week mm. of Lower Loxley was absolutely brilliant. I loved yes. it. I loved I loved the little um, you know, because it was a special, wasn't it? To yes. Just keep our spirits up. It was a Christmas up. special. That's it what, was that's definitely what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was like when uh, on on one of those things, uh, like um, what are those? Oh, well, they do loads on Irish thing where they it, and that doctor. There's a grumpy doctor who lives in Cornwall or something. Oh, you mean Doc Martin? Yes, that's it. Yes, and it that was. sort of warm it bath was... telly, warm yes. bath telly. When they do a, when they do call a, midwife um... Christmas special. Yes, 
totally and then, that. And then they, 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 they sort of accidentally wrap up lots of storylines. Everyone's like, what? No, was that it? Chips. Yes, they, because... they quickly wrap them up. Yeah. But then also there's some good guest appearances. So yes. there was Sexy Soul. Yeah. Who, um, yes. It, I like the cut they of kept his getting jib. his name wrong. I hope he... Oh, I yeah, he, he was he's... sexy. He was yeah. sexy, but also he was cool mm-hmm. like properly cool yeah. wasn't he he, he wasn't actually like, sounded like a young person he did Not. he did and he was really sort of like unbothered about being on the radio he wasn't trying too hard yes <laughs> which i think is really hard if i was acting in the arches i would definitely be one of these oh could you just um <laughs> move it over here for me oh thanks and he'd be like could you just move it over here for me throw away natural <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so in other words, we love soul. We're all about the soul. Yeah, we're all about the soul. Because um, I noticed that Rex kept getting his name wrong. And I was like, eh? You like soul? But I was thinking the fish. <laughs> oh, sorry. <you> <laughs> um, and then we had Louis, not Louise Jameson playing the mum. Yes. Oh, you got- there was some confusion. Yes. But I, have you gone? Again? Yes, I thought you'd come. Right. I panicked. We, uh, we, uh, there was some confusion over whether or not it was Louise Jameson or Susan Jameson, and I kept having <laughs> visions of Bergerac's wife b- being Vince's mum, which was Me really too. baffling. But now, Harriet. Because I was thinking, it doesn't really sound anything like her. No, I, I was thinking, she's very good, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's different. And, uh, so versatile. Mm, and uh, it sounds like a different person. But this turned out because she was a different person. So uh, we've now established which one she is, which, because uh, Aria in her role as uh, a, a uh, research assistant um, has Googled uh, it. Has Googled That's all it I did. And it. Uh, explained it all. So It that's is Susan Jameson, not, not to be confused with um, that Doctor Who lady who does yes. also do a lot of audio stuff. Yes. Um, but she, I don't think, I think it was fine for her to not sound too old because say Vince is 55, mm-hmm. she could be 73, couldn't she? Okay, yeah. And she could pass, I think she sounds old enough. Okay, okay. You know, like a 73 year old is a sort of young nowadays, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but but it was completely ran, who, who was on drugs when they... <laughs> Name like her put her, cl- got her to climb up the drain pipe and get into the bridal suite, and then for Lizzie to just be like, "Oh hi, oh do you want to have a look through my drawers? <laughs> my dirty pants are over there if you want to check." <laughs> it was rather than I would have thought yeah. Lizzie would be like, "How the hell did, did you, you get into my hotel? <laughs> <laughs> this is really weird." Oh, security! Oh, there is. Oh, there isn't any security. Oh. God, uh, something, something we've got to fix along that with the plumbing. Uh, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie was that was on Freddie's clipboard. Freddy, it was Lily's Freddy. job, but she's of shagging soul. So, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I haven't seen Lily for three months. So, <laughs> Lizzie is like what I love about Lizzie because she's such a she's so full of giggles, isn't she? And bubbly bits, but she doesn't give a toss about her kids, does no, she? Really, she's, not, she's no. so focused on Lower Loxley. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. really give a toss about Vince, which is why I didn't believe it when she said... Because what she did, and she went, I love you too. And then she went, oh, shut up. Just give me some mint popcorn. Yeah. But it was like really fakey, wasn't yes. it, when she was... Yeah. And, then they, and then they ended the whole week on popcorn sound effect. Except it wasn't. It was crisps. Popcorn doesn't sound oh. like that. I, if we'd have had time, we've only got 20 minutes to do the podcast today, but if we'd have had time, I was going to make some popcorn... And crunch it for you mm. through the mic. Because it doesn't sound like that. Popcorn squeaks a bit. Yes. 
You know, there's Christmas that um, just a diversion, but you know, there's that plague of mice in uh, Australia at the moment. Have you heard Ugh. of that? No. This awful plague of mice, and this lady was on the news, and she was like, "When you're driving at night, because the whole roads are full of." you know just millions of mice she was like when you're driving at night and you can't see anything all you can hear is like it's just like driving over popcorn Cause, oh yeah because of the squeak and the pops of like you're literally dry just running over millions of mice it's gross anyway sorry to divert uh, um actually mm -hmm. uh tom peach has messaged us your friend Hi, tom, tom peach yeah i hope you got no mice down there <laughs> Down where? Oh, we're seeing Australia. Um, he said, I can't find him now. Okay, he says, G'day, girls. G'day. We're back in lockdown here in the Illawarra. Although, Illawarra? That means more time spent in the bush, which we already think is a euphemism, and more time listening to the archers. Yay. He said, he's, he said, the kids are all archers fans as well. And he sent me a very funny video of his daughter's view of every episode, which is basically, is she still drinking? Yes, she is. Is the baby okay? Yes, it is. And she just said every, every, every episode is exactly the same, but not this week. Not this week. So she'll have something interesting. Tom, if these kids are going to be like, What's going on? <laughs> this never happens in Illawarra. <laughs> Tom, it, let me know if it's okay for me to post that on Twitter or something. Because if it is, I will on our Twitter feed. But if it, just let me know. Because obviously I won't post it unless you approve it. But I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, and Nina, I think, was less than impressed. And also, Nina, it appears I pinched one of your jokes. But honestly, I had written the monologue before mm. I read this, because I literally only opened your email this morning. She said, what, what the hell else? has this week been? A rampant yeah. sex fest gone awry meets a trash Adam Sandler level comedy with Brummy <laughs> Iris. I actually don't even know how to feel. Also, how on earth can Lower Loxley already claim to be serving hog roast from Woodland Reared Pigs when Rex moved them there about five minutes ago? <laughs> this is very true. That's, That's very good, both yes. of you, because I, I, I hadn't even thought about that. But that is so, but it's just the way she just took total ownership of it. But, having flatly yeah, refused that is, to that's contemplate Lizzie it. That's Lizzie all over, isn't it? She obviously had gone down to Lidl and gone, yeah. you know, and there was like a massive pig in the middle aisle and she brought it back and was like, yeah, Leaning it's up totally against weird an ironing board in between the hover mower <laughs> and the sewing 1999. Yeah. <laughs> Whole pig. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but that is Lizzie all over, isn't it? She yeah. can get away with murder because she's so lovely. <laughs> and uh email from owen kiffin who said i really enjoyed the jo joy song it's oh, the first you, time owen. for a while that you have joined me on the chemical toilet run <laughs> i misread that first i thought it said you joined me on the chemical toilet and i thought i don't want to know <laughs> well, anyway since our emptying days slipped oh! out of sync don't you hate it when your emptying days for the chemical <laughs> toilet go out it was a pleasure to have some innocent company with me. Innocent? But I have been humming the joy song ever since. It is. It was alarmingly catchy, Harriet. Thank you. Did it, did it, did it. I don't know. Not again. I've only just got it out. Stop it. He also says, please never speculate again about the hidden sexual recesses of St. Sheila's mind. It's not something I wish to consider. And now I can't get Hunting Girl by Jethro Tull out of my brain. Uh, and three, you've made me think... I might have to change our boat's name. We live on Pip Squeak, and you used both Pip and Squeak in the same sentence, and now it feels kind of soiled as a name. When she, when <laughs> Pip was soiling, and I know. References. Well, it's the chemical toilet. It's yes. When um, when she was little, David's nickname for Pip. Yes, was Pip it Squeak. was. It was. It was. 
So, Owen, I think you should change it. Yes, change it to Ambridge Lucy on the Couch. V- Lucy V. Freeman. No. Lucy is a lovely name for a boat, actually. Yes, Lucy. but I don't want Owen emptying his chemical <laughs> toilet all around the side of Lucy. She's always soiled. Lucy's big, <laughs> Lucy's big end's gone. Lucy's wedged halfway across the Manchester Ship Canal. Actually, probably all of those contacts would probably work quite well, to be honest. Um, and uh, Sean Geraghty mm-hmm. said... Uh, that he has sent us a couple of quid, which is very kind of him oh, via... God, that's so nice. ...Acast. And he says he wishes it could be more, but all his spare cash goes on Joy Horville's OnlyFans page. <laughs> which prompted Mr. Newbie to ask if there were any left, could he have them? And, um, yes. Uh, and who... That's very uh, kind. It is extremely kind. And it doesn't Thank go you. on... Um, booze does no, it, it goes on coke and hookers yeah yeah um and on tech technical stuff yes i did have to buy a new cable this week which didn't oh work anyway gosh. so i don't know why i bothered but anyway <laughs> and steve parrot said we put out a call for people with talents to get in touch yes because uh, we were asking about people yes. who were musicy. Uh, yeah. he said he's pleased to offer us the following mm-hmm. degree level excel uh, 50 years of in-depth rugby experience <laughs> and encyclopedic knowledge of the swallows and amazons series <laughs> Um, he said he uh, oh we'll he take all of them the he says he's open to reasonable offers well <laughs> um, thank you Steve. yeah let's get back to you on that one <laughs> I think we could do some swallows and amazons in this podcast yes a bit of titty or I was going to say or whatever enough name. titty in this was, is <laughs> Oh, God. We're so blimming predictable. I know. It's I embarrassing. Know. It is. It's carry on up the Ambridge couch. This <laughs> luckily, luckily, we've got someone far more sophisticated on the show. Who I'm not that? talking about Mr. Newby. I, I was going to say. Let's, <laughs> let's not Don't be so silly. Bloody hell. <laughs> no, we've got a guest, a real live oh, guest. yes. A real person, yeah. We've got Freddie on. Freddie. Freddie, everybody. Freddie from Lower Luxley. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's decided to go on the podcast and talk about Lolo for me. Um, Brilliant. I'll, I'll warn you, I've, I've never been interviewed before. Oh, really? No. Well, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure have you, how this will go. Have you not had a like an Archers interview panel no, thing before? Oh, right. Oh, this no. is great then. So we can ask you anything. Wow. You literally can. Be anything. So I can yeah. ask all my stupid questions. <laughs> all of your stupid questions. Yeah, and I'll give you yeah, all my stupid answers as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, Freddie didn't get to have do... Have we started, by the way, yes, Lucy? Oh, sorry. We've sorry. started. Of course, <laughs> yeah, obviously. We didn't give the warning dong. What is the... <laughs> there's a, have dong. a warning Why dong. I haven't had the dong. Dong. Okay, that's the okay. dong. That was good. Dong. I enjoyed Thank the you. dong. Thank um, you. Uh, Freddie didn't get to do any of the lockdown monologues, did he? He did. Oh, God, see, I know. I thought you were going to know more than oh, me. And I, what I did, did you do, do yours about? Oh, now, see, that's... <laughs> it was a while ago. Now, what, I was fixing a toilet. Oh, that was a... Was that a monologue? Because I remember it all was. Oh, yes. yes yeah, he was yeah. trying to get his head around the plumbing, which actually came out again this week. Just yes. Just was back to the plumbing. Um, I think he had quite a penchant for plumbing. He, he got a bit of a kick out of... of you know, succeed successfully. Well, he seems quite obsessed with it because he's been doing it again. Just ma- <laughs> yeah. I don't, there's lots yeah. of innuendo about groaning all night in Elizabeth's pipes. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know, and I'm not. I'm pretty sure Freddie picked up on all of that. <laughs> and, uh, but was the plumbing play. something he excelled at in prison? Was it linked to like some course you did? 
I don't, I'm not sure they get prisoners to do much plumbing in, in prisons. I mean, I, I did some research, but maybe not quite as involuntary plumbing. I thought it might have been part of your rehabilitation, but it wasn't. I think, it was I think just... when you spend six months in a room with a toilet in it, you just become quite sort of adept at, at the you know, internal working of the whole oh, system. It's like what a comfort blanket to him now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I think I think he enjoys sort of learning more and more about Lower Loxley as a as a building and as a place, and I think the plumbing uh, is an ongoing task that he likes taking charge of, I suppose. Um, well, bless him, he's not exactly over-equipped to do much. <laughs> I no. mean, he that he, Lower Loxley is his sort of niche, isn't it? It's what he is uh, good at, is what he's interested in. It's what he he loves and that and horses there's not a great deal yeah i think he's taken it on as very much part of his identity yeah uh, and and accepted that and started really embracing that a lot more recently and uh, i think he he takes quite a lot of joy in it i mean wouldn't you it's a god an enormous stately home and i think he he's enjoying and also i think as well his father took quite a lot of pride in it in turning it into a business uh, whenever that was in the 80s sometimes so i think he he likes doing his dad proud i reckon Mm. When you yeah. when Nigel died, were you were you not in it? Was that I so wasn't long in it ago at the time. now? That was no. yeah. I, I was played by um, a young a young lad. Yeah, there, who I never actually there met. was a young Freddie. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think you're the third Freddie. Am I? Yeah, yeah. That's third what Wiki Freddy. says. Freddie the third. Yeah. that sounds. Cool. They're, they're <laughs> Frederick the third. There was obviously a baby Freddie yeah. that got that credited. Sounds no. like Freddie. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. A, then a squeaky then they roll in the squeaky child who plays squeaky the Freddy. children, and then Elizabeth yeah. just shouting, "Freddie and Lily, calm down!" And, goes, <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you say so you are actually the only true Freddie. Oh, I like speaking yeah. Freddie, the one yeah. true Freddie. I'm not sure how the previous Freddie would think about hearing that now. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to tread on anyone's. It's phrase, fine because but... he's in Hollywood. So <laughs> is he really? I don't know. Oh, good. I just hope so. I hope he is. Absolutely. I wish him all the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Do you think that Freddie is more like his mother or his father? Oh, I mean, he's he's got to be more like his father. Well, I mean, as with anyone, I think you're like a bit of both, aren't you? you? You take things from both your mother and your father. He's definitely like his father in his sort of hapless sense of humor i think Mm -hmm. and he's a little bit gung-ho but then i think i think he's like his mother i think he's like elizabeth when she was younger from Mm -hmm. what i've heard Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think he's quite a healthy mix of the two i think i I think it's i think they cast you brilliantly because you do have a bit of nigel's sort of effervescence and Mm. you know and gung-ho-ness about you anyway and and it comes across in your voice and oh, thank you. Do you think that's what when you when you auditioned for Freddie? Were did they refer to um, Nigel? Um, I don't know. They didn't really. I think they just wanted to see what I would do. I suppose. Um, I mean, Freddie is uncannily like me in, in a lot of <laughs> in a lot of ways. I'm actually a twin myself. Oh no way! I am. I'm, I'm not an. I'm wow. an. Well, he's an identical twin as well. So there you go. So we're both twins. Oh, that's so cute. Um, I got expelled from school, <gasps> and he was, you know, didn't do very well at school. I suppose. Oh. Um, I didn't oh, go to prison is... for drug dealing. I'd like to make that quite <laughs> clear. Uh, um, can you do riding? 
I did horse ride when I was oh, younger. Oh, very my briefly. God, that's pretty. So you didn't even have to audition. You just wrote everything down in a letter, and they cast you from your life experience. <laughs> well, I mean, well, in a weird, creepy way, because I never wrote them the letter. It seemed like they'd been stalking me for a few years, perhaps. <laughs> you know, I dabbled in DJing at one point and uh, wow. have directed theatre. Not that he ended up doing much directing in the theatre play, but um, yeah, it, it seems quite uncanny. My mother finds it very creepy. Did they wow. find you from drama school or did they, were you doing a show or how did they yeah, find so I, you? Yeah, so I literally just came out of drama school. I did the Carlton Hobbs uh, oh, radio yeah. competition and yeah. I didn't win, but I got a, a five, you know, commendations. I did very well, but I didn't quite win. Right. Um, and then I, yeah, just got the audition. Oh, great. It's sort of like I, the I, Truman Show that they were watching you your yeah. whole life thinking, oh, yeah. that's what I did. Yeah, quick. sometimes I have to just kind of like, you know, take a minute and, and, and rethink. But, uh... Is there someone in the Archer's office who does that when a child is born? <laughs> then they just scout the country. They just like the Dalai Lama. Lama. They, they send out some people to find the next Dalai Lama when they're a baby. And, and, you know, somehow found me. It'll be yeah. Martha. They're looking for the Martha now, aren't they? Yeah. That's Alice's baby. Because, yes, I know. I, I, yeah, I, I do know. I do, I do, I do know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a funny one because I, I think at the beginning I was, you know, just fresh out of drama school and I had a, I had this kind of like idea that I really needed to sort of make him as not me as possible. I really wanted to, I have to make a character mm. and I really had to mm. come to terms with how much he is alike to myself and um, embrace it and, and really sort of settle into it. And it's a very strange, you spend your whole time going through drama school or any kind <laughs> of acting, normally with a sort of story arc in any character <laughs> yes. you play. You start here, you go through this and you end there and you know what your conclusion is. But in anything sort of uh, soap related, it's ongoing. It's another life, yes. an idea what might happen to you next. But also it has and... to be you because otherwise I think yeah. we as listeners would hear that it would you know you you, you ha i think in radio you have to be more truthful than in any other media Absolutely. probably because we'd hear it otherwise and yeah, um, and that's and, why and, we and you have to live it you know it becomes your other life you know you go through all ups and downs and you know ali who, who plays elizabeth is is very much like my second mother in so many Aww. ways you know when we see each other we'll you know she ask us how we are and does she lick her and, hanky and scrub your face <laughs> and wipe my, i'm always telling her to stop but she can't help it honestly i need to stop getting bits of food on my face and then i'll Oh, and soon you're going to have a stepfatherly presence oh. in Vince. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> and this is it, you know, I can't help but get, you know, defensive. <laughs> I'm like, oh, who is this guy? You know, who is this guy? And, and when Lola Loxley was... <laughs> yeah. And when Lola Loxley going th was going through some, you know, difficult times financially during... Well, of course, by I'm you, thinking... largely. <laughs> well, quite. I mean, yes, I was. I did have a hand in that. But um, but I was thinking, God, please, please don't lose my radio mansion. <laughs> I was desperate for them not to lose it, even though it's not a, it's not a thing. It's all of us in the village. It's very much real. What would you like... What would you like... Um his story his story arc to be where would you like to see him end up stay in it for the next yes. 80 yeah. years <laughs> I'd love him to Inherit stay alive Marion Archer quick yes. hurry up Marion Archer stay alive and well, my mother's an archer so that could be quite confusing yep. if he married an archer That's as well true. I think that yeah. would be Ooh, some, yeah. some controversy <laughs> but controversy's good I mean yeah. bring it on they haven't done incest that's true we could that's yep. true there you are you see no as long as he stays alive and in the village for as long as possible I'm I'm more than happy but one thing I think every time I open 
the scripts when they come in the post, I'm always surprised by where the writers take it. Um, you always try and second guess. You kind of think, you know, where you might be going. And they always <laughs> manage to surprise me. Um, it's, it's one of the things I think they do so well is uh, allowing storylines to really take time to evolve. Mm. You kind of think, oh, something's happened this month. So next month, the obvious conclusion will occur. Mm. But it will. Yes. It'll be six months later that things. <laughs> when we've all <laughs> forgotten about it. And then it will <laughs> yeah. come back and we'll go, why the hell are they doing? Oh, oh yeah, remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, I think that's why this week has been so fun for yeah. us listening. Because it's Absolutely. been... Um, just so random. Yes. Yeah. Lizzie or Liz and Vince staycationing. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. it's been like a farce, hasn't it? It's been so it funny. It has, it has. I mean, I think Freddie gets used for um, a bit of comic relief a lot of the time, which, yeah. which I love. You know, I think yeah. it's very much sort of aligned with his personality and, and I'm always more than happy to play those uh, sort of I was thinking scenes. that actually, I was going to say to you, do you, uh, do you much your character seems to work beautifully with the comedy bits like you know you just it's a shame you went to prison in a way but now at least you can just have a laugh you know <laughs> yeah absolutely but we i think can he tell, relishes we can it tell. more yes exactly like with russ i mean you know you're such a brilliant <laughs> duo you and russ <laughs> russ is one of my favorite characters i must say <laughs> he's I so funny he's hilarious i love the line freddy I'm yes. tainting again. I love that. In <laughs> no, I couldn't stop but, laughing. I mean, that was such and a Andy good just does it so well. No, but then I was going to ask how many takes it took before you got, <laughs> do you know how long I've been blocked? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's just beautiful. I love Russ. That was so such a good ways. impression you did of him. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, oh, it is the I way hope he he's says not it. offended. <laughs> I think no, he's brilliant. You're a great duo, and I oh, and yeah. um, so I hope that can continues. Well, Fred, you... Freddie's one of the few people that doesn't get irritated by Russ. He just finds him absolutely hilarious. He just <laughs> yeah. can't quite believe he's real, or, you know. Or he's just rolls yes, his eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my yeah. my personal theory about uh, Freddie is that he is based on a PG Woodhouse character. Because, yes. and so many of them are called Freddie as well in in yes. in, uh, in Woodhouse, and I just he's got that sort of Bertie Worcesterish, mildly amused by everybody, just wants a quiet <laughs> life, doesn't want to get involved in anything no. dramatic, or he just wants to <laughs> yeah. be left alone to do what he yeah. likes doing. To play, yeah, surrounded yes. by relatives and... that keep trying to. He does a lot of because oh, he's yeah. been forced into doing something he never wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, and then getting and then well-meaningly getting himself into appalling situations. I know, and having to extricate himself, but always very <laughs> in a very kind of um, good. You know, he's a real good. He's a good friend, and he's good-natured, he and he would help anybody. And his stuff with Linda, I just thought was lovely. Really I know lovely. that was really lovely storyline. Um, yeah, I very much enjoy. Do you know what I mean, Freddie? And, and that whole thing really sort of, I think, ingratiated Freddie um, mm. with with the listeners because he's 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 been all over the place. There was definitely times when I think Freddie was quite grating to a lot of people. Uh, in the <laughs> well, we days. just thought he was an overprivileged twat, basically. But then when the Linda stuff <laughs> I think happened, he was, kind of to a certain thought, extent. Oh, okay, he's sort of um, yeah. Uh, you know, but I think that's part of, you know, growing up and that was part of his journey, really, was to sort of uh, move beyond that and find himself. And through some quite dramatic events, he's, he's, <laughs> he's getting there. Now, the yeah. thing I love about Freddie is that he does remind me so much of Nigel, because when anything... 
the light relief aspect because when anything terrible was happening in Ambridge, you could be confidently assured that Nigel was about to drive an ice cream van into the pond or something, just to sort <laughs> yeah. of, you know, and you just, whenever that Freddie's in the scene, you're sort of like, woo, what's he done? Because you know it's going to be something. <laughs> I, I assume that, that Lower Loxley is, there is going to be a massive flood due to, <laughs> due to, I yes. know you can't say, yeah. but surely all that tinkering well, with uh, Elizabeth's I, plumbing. I don't know, you know, that's, I think that's something that a lot of the listeners uh, misinterpret is as, as actors, we, we, we only know, you know, three weeks ahead yeah. of anyone else. Oh, we only yes, know what we've just recorded and is in the can. Other than that, we, they don't tell us what's going to happen in the future. Because <laughs> we didn't, fi- uh, Mr. Newby wanted, well, who was it wanted to find out about the uh, really important storyline that sort of fizzled away? Well, oh, we wanted to know about the threesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the three- no, the yeah. threesome, the, threesome. the menage a trois. Yes. I had such high it. hopes for that. And just... <laughs> Sadly, I don't think Freddie had such high hopes. No. Right. So I think it, it, it yeah, was... It's a um... shame. Well, <laughs> I'm not... Yeah. I, I don't suppose know. it would have made his relationship with Vince even more. Oh, yeah, oh. I think that would be the one. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I think that was uh, well avoided. I, I mean, God it knows was hilarious what Ivy is... <laughs> Again, as I say, they always catch you out. I did not when I opened that uh, block of scripts. I couldn't, for the life of me, have predicted that that's what I was going to read. So you were expecting like biscuit them. Freddy, and you got free some Freddy. <laughs> yes, yes, but it was so much fun to record because again, yes. it's just a hilarious little situation he found himself in. Yes. And 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 again, I I love the scenes where Lily and Freddy you know take the piss of each other and yeah. they you know uh, they love to wind each other up i mean again as a twin i it's it's uncanny i am very much the freddy and my brother is very much the lily of our oh, relationship oh funny he's he's yeah and and you know over the years we, Does he we sell didn't kitchens? really get on sadly not <laughs> no because you know could have got a cracking deal but uh, no he's a he's a he's a computer programmer type ah. coder type person so and he's a grown-up then, isn't he well exactly he is yeah. a grown-up you know he owns his own house and you know is getting married and all of these sort of things then i'm very much like freddie in so many ways except um, that you, to ha- him. you you make films toby I do. We're, we're saying I that you're films. you're boundering along like uh, like Freddie, <laughs> but that's not true because we've all been on your Instagram page. Have you? Oh dear. <laughs> no, oh, you're no. doing you're doing so much. I mean, for people yeah. that don't know, Toby has a really successful film production company called PluckyFilms.co.uk. Yes, dot co dot uk check us out there's a nice plug for us check us out check us out yeah but that must keep you busy when you're not doing voiceovers it does actually it keeps me very busy um it was very much i mean after drama school i think drama school is a funny one and i think most people leave it paranoid that they'll never find work ever (laughs) and it's it's such a it's such a sort of oh god uh, a difficult position to be in so Mm. i kind of set it up with the thought that oh, I'll make I'll make my own I'll make my own work, um, uh, give yeah, my basically give myself a job. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and 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 it's just grown, and I really love the process of it. But I mean, it involves a lot of blagging, you know. It involves in order to step up, you very much have to go into uh, meetings and say, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we can deal with that. We'll 
<laughs> it'll look amazing. And then you yeah. jump on your, the, the phone to your cinematographer going, I've just got us a big job and I don't know what we're doing. Can you, can you, just, you buy a camera? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? What, what do we need? How, you know, and, and it is just step by step by step, just promising that you'll deliver the goods and making sure that you, you know, bloody well do. But when and, you start yeah, out, you, you have to, don't you? You do. You, can't, you, do. Yeah. You, you know, you Absolutely. have to get... You, you haven't got the experience, so you no. have to sort of fabricate the experience, exactly. and then you genuinely do have. But that and first one do. is the yeah one. Yeah, yeah, unless, and it's unless and you're it's a surgeon. Yeah, yes, <laughs> quite. <laughs> we are trying to get together a documentary about the Rose Playhouse, which is, um, well, yes, well, it's the original. <laughs> it's it's older than the Globe, so it's actually predates the Globe. It was the first playhouse on the South Bank. Um, but like hardly anyone knows it exists. And in the early, uh, late 80s, I think it was, it was saved from being completely bulldozed by uh, building development. And I think uh, Laurence Olivier's last uttered words were in support from, it was recorded from his deathbed uh, and uh, they were recorded in res uh, support of the Rose Playhouse. And then 31, I suppose, years later, uh, not much has changed. They don't have any oh, so is it, is it, is it a site, or is, yeah. is, the, is the original the original venue's not there? Was it just well, the site? It, it, well, it's a site. At the, so what happened was they they were excavated. They discovered it. The archaeological sort of you know survey discovered it when they were trying to bulldoze and and build this big office block over the top of it. And then when they found it, all loads of actors, I think Dustin Hoffman and um, Ian McKellen and Judy Dench all were there and they managed to strike a deal with them, which was that the building would be built over the top of the ruins. Oh, wow. And then essentially the, the ground floor and all the basement is essentially a big concrete cavern with nothing in it over the top of these ruins. Um, and because they didn't have any money at the time to do any further excavations, they basically filled it with concrete in order to preserve them because it's so close to the water, it needs to be kept damp and all these sort of things. Um, but 30 years later, it is still uh, just a concrete puddle, essentially, with some water on the top of it. And there's a little sort of, um, you know, decking next to it that people can come and look at it. But it's such a shame, I think, that nothing yeah. has... Nothing has progressed in 30 yes. years. They don't have any toilets. They don't have any running water. Well, they don't have any Especially heating. when you've got a big bloody globe theatre next exactly. to it. <laughs> but it's exactly. It's so odd, isn't it? You'd think that, yeah. that... Why not exploit it? Why not? I know. Yeah. And you've got... Ex well, exactly. And you'd think it would be a sort of business opportunity yes. that people would take up. It's right next to the globe that gets millions... Of, so the, the footfall is there, you know, yeah. for, for visitors and stuff. They just need to actually build... Um, a, a visitor centre and, and there's still a third of the site that's never been excavated so there's all sorts of archaeological finds that they'll be able to uncover wow. and so I suppose part of this documentary is, is it's a funny one it's, it's, it's both a documentary about this site and and, and and how important it is but I think we also want to see if maybe we can drum up support I feel like just some sort of yeah. Twitter campaign some mm. sort of ice bucket challenge type they need they need 10 million I think to, oh to do the whole Whoa, thing that's some ice bucket challenge <laughs> mind you there's well, a lot of it people is. there's no, a no, lot no. Of... it's two two pieces yes. of camera from Benedict Cumberbatch and JK <laughs> exactly. Rowling and you're done you're done <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the thing is, with, with Shakespeare as a name, you know, there are people... Hollywood are just dying to mm. have some connection to British theatrical history. So mm. there should be investors 
um somewhere and um and my my business partner uh vj mavji he he's um got got many years in the tv production industry which involving finding funding for for projects um and so part of it is maybe us trying to help with the securing funds yeah. because the documentary sort of naturally is about how it was saved the actual history of the site but then really we need the funding to come in and then yes. to follow them as they do the excavations yeah. as they build the site and then we'd love to sort of i don't know um see the first performance to be shown there since you know it fell down in the 1600s or whatever wow, uh, i think titus an... andronicus was first performed there um so this is yeah. a, an, an incredible undertaking it's really exciting it is. It's very exciting. It's a bit overwhelming, I'll be honest. Yeah, um, are you Are you wangling for the Toby Lawrence Theatre? Is that what you're... <laughs> that is it. Yeah, no, it's the, the title role of Titus. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> and Titus, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Alongside an all-star cast is, is the ambition, but we'll see. <laughs> I want to know, and I bet yeah. you won't tell me, why you got expelled from school. Why did I... Oh, dear. I'm not sure I can say it on your podcast. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. I, w- I wasn't particularly happy at my school, I'll say that much. So I, was, uh, I resorted to uh, delinquency in order to get through. And I was a bit of a sort of uh, class clown, I suppose. But after many years of, of sort of sleeping at the back of most lessons, and if I wasn't asleep, I was causing trouble. Um, I, it was at the time when, when camera phones were very new. Mm-hmm. They weren't really, but obviously it was, it was a private school. And so everyone around me had a camera phone because obviously they all did. But I wasn't allowed one for a long time. My mum and dad didn't buy me one. Eventually I got one and I was really chuffed with this phone. And I was sat at the back of English um, playing games on it, obviously, because that's what you do in English. And clearly I hadn't heard the teacher asking me to bring it to the front. So next thing I know, a hand appears next to me asking for this phone to confiscate so I just panic and, and give her the phone and it's at that moment that I remember the the wallpaper of <gasps> my new camera phone oh. is a picture of my French teacher um, <gasps> with a four-letter word emblazoned across it uh, <laughs> and oh and God. and they they didn't take too kindly to that oh. and uh, and that was the nail in my quite well buttoned down coffee. <laughs> uh, 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 and that was it for me. Um, wow. But I, ha- I, ha- I had a, a really nice piece of sort of recompense recently. Um, Lily, uh, Katie, sorry, who plays Lily, she, her, her, one of her friends is actually the head of drama at that school uh, now. And uh, I actually wrote a, a, a little sort of radio sketch comedy play type thing that that Katie was kind enough to um, star in along with Tim Bentink Um, it was sort of during the lockdown it was Covid related and anyway um, her friend had asked Katie if she had any radio scripts that she could use to teach their students with and Katie asked me if it was okay to pass on my script so I took great pleasure in knowing that the school that kicked me out are now teaching their students with my writing that's I thought so you were going to say that she said you were right. He was a... <laughs> Thankful. Oh, I don't know what she said uh, behind closed doors, but that's the oh, feedback I got. I hope they ask you back to do a little talk, talky oh, talk. Oh, I don't. 
I don't know how I feel about that. I, I try to avoid it, uh, I think, just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, a very, that's very sweet. Uh, so Mr. that story is out there now. Newby asked, <laughs> Mr. Newby asked uh, if our listeners had questions. And we have had a oh, very really? good question, which I now can't find. So, oh. Mr. Newby, oh, what was the it. question? Uh, I well, I made the mistake um, on Twitter this morning of suggesting that the archers wasn't real life. Uh, oh no! Don't went, do that. Went, well, no, went down like a cup of cold sick, as you can imagine. But uh, <laughs> it, um, I've now accepted that it is absolutely uh, um, uh, a documentary. Um, but uh, yes. Leslie Wood says, <laughs> intrepid, intrepid listener Leslie Wood says, going along with the pretense that it's a drama, could Toby? <laughs> Ever say Freddie wouldn't do or say that? Ah, yeah. um, yes, yes, actually. And have you? Uh, it's usually sort of sort of lines or mm. words, particularly. I'll, I, you know, and it's and it's not uncommon for you to say, I just don't think Freddie would say that, mm. and you can sort of slightly rephrase it. I don't think I've ever felt the need to say he wouldn't do something. Again, so I think they do very the well threesome. there. <laughs> no, no, no. I was a sh- I was sad they didn't. Uh, they I, I, I would pleaded with them, but Jeremy wasn't having any. Uh, no, I've never I've never thought Freddie wouldn't do any of the things that they've um, set him out to do. Um, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes something will be phrased. One of the hardest things I think is that you know you can't swear on radio yes yeah and people swear in real life yeah especially so occasionally what should be a swear word is replaced by something that um oh oh, oh, that was it that was it i've remembered it i think one time he was he was um cued to to call someone a lame brain right he's an absolute lame brain and i just thought i'm not sure i'm not sure if anyone would say lame brain Um, so I think I might have changed it to loser or something like that. Um, so it's not major things. It's often just a slight tweak. Are you hoping that Freddie takes over the mantle of uh, Lower Loxley or would you like him to go off and, you know, become a Bitcoin millionaire or something like that? Um, <laughs> I think I, if, <laughs> I, I, the, the part of me that feels like Freddie is me would love to become a Bitcoin millionaire, obviously. <laughs> But then the part of me that wishes I was Freddie also wishes I owned a massive mansion in the countryside. So, no, I, I, I think I think he will take over Lower Loxley. I think he he, he loves it, and I, and I like that. And I think it's very much something that I'd like to see him do. But then again, I also know that the uh, the story writers love a bit of drama. So who knows? I mean, but what's your what's your podcast about? <laughs> well, we're obsessed I mean, with podcasts. Oh, well, I am too, and I, this is why I've just I've decided the world is in desperate need of another one. <laughs> yeah, and desperately, so, and so I've tried. Well, I mean, it's a difficult. It's 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 a kind of about. It's about. So I'm a bit of a hobby. I bet it's good. I suppose. I don't know. I'm hoping it will be. It's about stuff that I. It's called stuff I like. I suppose. Oh. Well, well, I started with. Um, it's called the greatest podcast ever in the world about stuff I like because <laughs> I thought that might sell it better um, with a nice acronym of Gapitwasil, you know, so people can, you know, all our fans and listeners can, can hashtag us and stuff like that. Yeah. Can we steal uh, that and just have the greatest ever podcast about the archers? As our yeah, podcast. absolutely. I think. Do you know what I mean? I think. I think it will really stand out amongst all the millions of other podcasts. Uh, and it's basically, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've got too many hobbies. To, you know, and it's healthy, and I get people on to tell me. I think everyone has some sort of niche interest that they really love, 
whatever it might be, and I get them on to sort of... Uh, yeah, well, again, keep us... Po- oh, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> I, sh- I feel like I should be. I'm sorry. I'm, send I'm us a letter about really... it, Toby. That's I'll, send you, I'll write you a letter. Yeah. I'll send yeah. you a picture. Yeah. yeah, or a message no, about uh, it. Uh, Mr. Newbie is ace on Twitter. He's he is, really good. Really. Thank God for him, otherwise he's Mr. Newby, is that or is it? Oh, he runs your one, you mean? Yes. Well, oh, he great. well he do, he do, he's not supposed no, to. No, We're I, supposed I don't, to. Actually. <laughs> he doesn't. And you should be forgiven for <laughs> thinking I did. <laughs> <laughs> but Lucy and I can't be bothered, so. Well, great. <laughs> yeah, 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 do you mind running mine, Mr. <laughs> can I can I leave you no, my no, login no. and you can just post some stuff for me? More than Mary. Well, thank you very, thank you so much. You're more than welcome. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been chat to you all afternoon i know it's been fun isn't it and now we go to ambridge itself where linda is struggling to organize the fate robert robert if you must wash the llamas in the downstairs loo, could you at least not sing? I'm struggling to concentrate. My fate people will be here soon. Just just let them in when they arrive, will you? I must make crucial decisions on stall holders. The last thing we want is a frivolous and fun village fate. It must be meaningful. Now, who am I expecting? The donkey man, Kirsty Miller, the balloon person... Knock, knock. Anyone in? Your old man said to go through. He was struggling with something big and wet and woolly in the toilet out there. Yes, yes, do come in. Are you the balloons or the donkey? I'm the donkey, Terry. Terry Two Phones, friend of Eddie Grundy. Oh, dear. Well, I hope he's explained to you what we're looking for. Some of Eddie's recommendations can be a bit slapdash. No, no, I've got it. Donkeys, funny hats, juggle the toddlers up and down a bit, pick with mum, everybody's happy. I must make it clear, Mr Two-Phones, that we have very high welfare standards, particularly after last time when Vince Casey judged the best pet and kept weighing them meaningfully. How are your donkeys kept? Lap of luxury, Mrs Smells. Organic A, sparkling water, plasma screen TV... They used to love Susanna Reid of the morning, but now they seem to prefer GB News. I see. Now, the theme of the fate this year is togetherness, breaking the boundaries of Covid that kept us apart for so long and embracing our common union. Could the donkeys embody that in some way? Well, to be honest, Mrs Smells, we try and stop them doing togetherness when they're at work as the kiddies get frightened. Yes, I see. Could we perhaps decorate them? Oh, yeah, sure. I've got rainbow ribbons. I mean, the rainbow's good for the gays and the NHS, so it'll probably cover togetherness as well. Oh, definitely. I can get the girls to plait the rainbow ribbons. No bother. Excellent. Well, that sounds splendid, Mr Two-Phones. We look forward to seeing you on the day. Smashing. See you then. Uh, There's a lady out here with a bin bag. Shall I send her in? Bin bag? Oh, yes, Kirsty, oh, thank you so much. That would be splendid. Hi, Linda. Kirsty, lovely to see you. You wanted to talk about your contribution to the fate? Yes, I thought I could run a fun activity for the kiddies. You know, 
Oh, that does sound good. What did you have in mind? Me and Mia were thinking of doing a two-hour litter pick while we learn a song called The Earth is Burning. Then we sing it to the mums and dads at the end while miming the death of birds and animals. Well, that does sound fun. Two hours is quite a long time, though, for a litter pick. Well, so is the death of the world, Linda. Uh, quite. I, I do see that. But do you think we have two hours' worth of litter? We will once have emptied the recycling bins from gay grables all over the green. Uh, Kirsty, could you just leave this one with me? I'm not sure this fits in with our togetherness theme. What says more about togetherness than a bin bag full of lilt cans? But fine, you think about it. I found loads of plasticky rubbish in the cupboards at Helen's house anyway. I'm off to the recycling centre with all of that. Hello, may I come in? There is a man out here with a large, damp... giraffe, maybe? And he said I could enter. Yes, of course. It's Febreze, isn't it? How lovely to see you. How can I help? I would like to offer my services to your fate. If I may be permitted to give away flyers, I will happily offer pampering and makeovers to the people of Ambridge. Oh, how charming. Yes, I'm sure that would be very popular. Any donations I will give to the charity. What is the fate in aid of? The church roof. We thought it was time we had one. Okay, super. So, I can offer a foot rub, but only to the under-70s, as otherwise things tend to snap off. Manicures, but if that lady in the vegetable shop is anything to go by, I will need a fret saw. A file isn't even going to get through the topsoil. And for the gentlemen, maybe shoulder massages. The younger men tend to go for those. That is my speciality. I drove past that blacksmith on my way here. He looked very tense, very locked up. I would be very happy to work on him for some minutes, for as long as he wanted, really, with the oil and maybe chest. Uh, wonderful. Thank you, Febreze. That does sound fabulous. We'll put you next to Adam and Ian's artisan food stall. Do you know Ian Craig from Gay Grables and his husband, Adam? Adam? Oh, yes, I, I do know Adam. Very well. Oh, yes. Yes, thinking about it, food may not mix so well with the massage oils. The smells, you know. Plus, there are sharp things. And Adam. So maybe I go somewhere else. Uh, possibly near the blacksmith's forge? Wherever you like, Febreze. It should be a lovely day out. Oh, it will be nice for you to sample a truly English traditional celebration, won't it? Why? Well, because, well, you're not from here. Oh, I see. Yes, I am not from here. I am from the Isle of Wight. How clever of you to notice. Did my accent give it away? And now we are going to hear from Mr. Newbie. Who's Mr. Newby has learned editing, everybody. So stand by. <laughs> editing and sound effects. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to my bit in what has been a cracking week for a newbie. New characters, illicit sex, generational niggling, and most of all, lots of general silliness. Easy to listen to, easy to write about. Yes. We start with Lily waking up with her boyfriend, Sol. It's been a while since we've seen Sol, so I don't really remember much about him. Oh, hang on. My phone's ringing. Oh. Oh, hi, Lucy. What's up? Really? 
She's what? With whom? But that makes no sense. Russ is an idiot. Are you sure? Okay then. Bye. Well, that's a turn up. Lucy's just reminded me that Lily is, of course, cohabiting with much older married man and general waste of space, Russ. Sol, it turns out, is a chap from work to whom Lily has taken a shine and with whom she's now spent the night. I think I may have led a sheltered existence because it seems to me that people in the Archers have enormous trouble keeping it collectively in their pants. Is real life like this? Or is it only in Borsetshire that people like Stephanie are just the tip of the orgiastic iceberg? Anyway, seems like I'm not the only one who forgot that Lily was going out with Russ. She did too, until suddenly remembering when Sol mentioned, ironically, being suitable for a management role. Sol seems nice, and seems to really like Lily. Hope she dumps Russ and he buggers off forever. Whoops, did I say that out loud? Now we have Mintz and Elizabeth enjoying some post-coital innuendo and sex talk with their toast, and I'm not surprised Freddy's feeling nauseous. Even I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Mm. Nigel's been mentioned, though, which should dampen Mintz's ardour a little bit. He was Lizzie's husband and Freddy and Lily's dad, right? Was it he who was killed when his tractor rolled over? In any event, Freddy's so upset by these staycation plans that he can only have been planning mammoth swinging sessions in their absence and has already spent his entire week's pocket money at the garden centre on pampas grass. (laughs) Oops, now Nigel's been mentioned again and Lizzie, deliberately or not, has dropped a little bomb on Mince by slightly ambiguously suggesting to him that she's not yet been bagged. This can't be coincidence. Nigel hasn't been mentioned forever and now he's popped up twice in two days. Where's this going, experienced Archer's listeners? Is this important? Mind you, whatever it's about is the least of Mince's troubles right now, he having strained his groin, which was presumably badly chafed anyway after the previous night's sleeplessness, getting off Nigel's horse. Thank God his injury won't stop him assembling the ingredients for his signature dish, which is pot noodle. (laughs) Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Now Russ's decree absolute has come through and he's feeling invigorated, creative and full of love for Lily. If only you could get divorced every day, Russ, eh? You might actually achieve something in life. In any event, I can smell a brouhaha brewing. Russ is on the up and Lily's suddenly full of the doubts she should have been having all along. He's fine is something I hope to never hear my girlfriend say in praise of me. Russ doesn't even have dimples, I'll bet, and I'm now sure that it's all going to end in his delicious, salty tears. Who was he married to? Do we know? Maybe she's lonely and desperate enough to take him back. Rex is trying to persuade Lily not to tell Russ, but I'm all for it. Yes, Lily, do it, today, now. What's the worst that can happen? Don't be put off by Russ's excuses about whatever shitey show he's putting on. He needs to know. Is this a record? As far as I can make out, this is two brand new speaking characters in two days. Sol and now Iris, Mince's mum, who immediately endears herself to me by calling Mince Vincy, Vincent and even Bab, like a proper brummy mum. Is she going to be lovely and wobbly like Joy, or a pain in the arse like, oh, pretty much everybody else? (laughs) There are early flashes of both, but I'm optimistic. Whichever it is, I don't think it's going to be long until she starts rubbing Liz, as she calls her, up the wrong way. I find Iris hilariously charming, but it won't take long for her to wind up some of the less tolerant Ambridge residents, I'm sure. Freddie's not the only one that she's confused with her question about checks bouncing. I don't have any idea what she's banging on about either. 
Indeed, like Mintz himself, I've no idea what she's doing in Ambridge at all, unless it's to be some sort of slightly dangerous guardian angel, dispensing advice that may or may not be catastrophic to anybody who stands still long enough. Ah, okay, it's just been explained. Not only was she just checking out Lizzie, but she's also somehow figured out that Lizzie was going a little lukewarm on Mintz. How the hell has she done that? I mean, I know I'm more oblivious than most, but that was actual witchcraft. Oh dear. I like Iris, but I have a horrible feeling her work here may be done. Please don't tell no, me this is a one-off yeah. and it should be gone tomorrow. No. Ooh, she might not be the only one gone tomorrow either. It sounds like, despite my carefully considered but nonetheless emphatic advice, Lily is canning soul and sticking with Russ after all. Perhaps men who are fun, kind, thoughtful and not complete bellends aren't really her type, though. <laughs> Having said that, Sol is the sort of bloke who chooses to go and see Love Actually at a drive-in movie theatre, which is a sure sign of a wrong'un, if you ask me. And now Lily loves the portrait that Russ has done. Remarkable, considering it was done in crayon, with his tongue sticking out of the corner of his mouth. She <laughs> loves it so much, indeed, that she's asked Russ to marry her. What the hell? Russ has gone from zero to hero with just a legal document and a picture. Time for me Guilt. to get my etch-a-sketch out, Guilty. it seems. Oh, and farewell, Sol. We hardly knew you. Oh. And what a lovely way to finish the week. I don't suppose there was even one listener who really thought that Mintz had genuinely buggered things up with Lizzie, but I'm glad she didn't make him actually physically beg to be told that he wasn't chucked. You know what, Vince? I think I love you too. <laughs> I expect we'll be back to Alice and Linda next week, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Oh, <laughs> I think he really liked that week, didn't he? That was right. Yeah. Up well, his who cup didn't? Who didn't like this week? It was even I did. It like was. Horrible it was. F- it was brilliant, funny, yeah. soppy, yeah. silly, and warm and cosy. Well, exactly as you said, just like a Richard Curtis film. Yeah. They obviously took their inspiration from uh, Love Actually, didn't yeah. they? I hate Richard Curtis films, but anyway, that oh, was actually God. better oh, than the Richard. God, you got no. You got no heart. No heart there. No. I mean, no, it's hard. It's quite hard to to watch a Richard Curtis film these days. Mm. Takes a bit of you Mm. have to sort of take a deep breath (laughs) and just sort of swallow down the bits that are very, you know, just just do not work. But um, uh, but but I'll I'll, but if you're you know after a couple of glasses of wine, I mean, imagine if you'd been drunk listening to this week, it would have been fabulous, (laughs) wouldn't it? It would have all made total sense as well. Mr. Uh, Newby, it was Nigel that fell off the roof. The tractor rolling over on somebody with was uh, Tom and Helen's brother John. The tractor rolled on him. Nigel fell off the roof. There is some conjecture that David pushed him, but that is <laughs> <laughs> that is a conspiracy theory. And Russ's original wife was Lara, who has uh, happily come to her senses and dumped him. And uh, there was some belief as well that she was also an ex-pupil that uh, Russ had picked up as part of his extracurricular activities so yes <laughs> um and because harriet needs a wee yes i need a wee and yep. i need to go to work so yep. that's that hoorah so in the meantime it's goodbye from all of us oh, oh no do your bit sorry do your bit so that's that there'll be another podcast up next week <laughs> or just week as it says here so subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email Ambridge on the couch at gmail.com we are at on Ambridge at on Ambridge on Twitter or you can follow Mr Newbie on Twitter at Newbie Couch Newbie Couch and in the meantime it's goodbye from all of us and have a lovely week Lucy yes I love you back I love you yeah (laughs) 
I love you right back. At least he didn't say right back at you. That would be worse. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.